And we are back. Hello, everybody. It is Hunter. We have Mr. Jake Swain and Mr. Lee. How are we doing, gentlemen? Hola. Very solid. Super solid. Extremely solid. Firm. Can't say I got up to anything really. Uh, there's no pool next to me, so I have yeah. to cool myself down by pouring ice cream all over my head. I, I see that, yeah. The cover. <laughs> yeah. The only way. Marquis won't let me do that um, ever since the incident. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. So. And Jake, I, I thought I told you not to bring that up. It's uh, sweetheart to you, sir. <laughs> sweetheart, yes. We call it sweetheart incident. I get it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah no doing good how are you doing hunter uh, not too bad you know um i'm happy that we've got some excellent material on the show to share so can't deny that um mm-hmm. but how uh what have you guys been up to what's going on this week for you um nothing crazy for me i mean long weekend that's sweet but yeah i i uh i saw a moose today Ooh. how big freaking huge dude <laughs> like three times the size of a normal moose yeah the biggest yeah. moose you've ever seen probably yeah really and it was just munching some leaves oh good you guys yeah, are you guys uh, camping people would you say enjoy camping jake more so than me for sure no i, I dislike camping that's not true i like being I like being outside, but like the idea of cam- like camping, people think about camping. They think like you pull up in your car, yeah. you get out your little barbecue set and you fucking, you know, I'm not into that at all. <laughs> I don't think people think about camping like that. Like you pull up in your car. Like I think people, I think like hardcore campers think no car whatsoever should be around you. I think it's like portage or like big hike in somewhere. Like, I think that's what like camping. Oh, so like, part, like well, that's like, what I'm into. Hiking in is part of the yeah, camping. That's like car is no, that would not be yeah. good camping. Like, I think it's like an actual like excursion. You know what I mean? Like, I think yeah, yeah. you're definitely into that shit. You're telling me. Yeah, you're I, I've done that. Okay. Fair enough. I thought you were into that. Who are I'm, you? I'm so, I, no, I, I am into that. I cream down the back of your head, huh? <laughs> you don't have enough ice cream. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I would say I enjoy camping. It's not something I want to do every weekend though. That's for sure. I like beds. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, after, I don't know, at least after a certain amount of time, it's like, man, beds are underrated, you know, when you're out there oh, yeah. camping all night long on the dirt floor. I don't know. Have you guys ever seen that episode of, uh, it's, uh, fuck, what is it? Um, of parks and rec where they go camping and, uh, and, I think Tom is the character's name. Uh, whoever is Zansari's character is. Yeah, Tommy. Yeah, it sets up like a, a tent and he has like a soft serve ice cream machine, like Wi-Fi set up with like an Xbox account and like... Oh yeah, a, and like DJ Roomba. Yeah, Roomba going around his tent. Uh, so good. So good. One thing I did do this weekend though is I looked up some uh, important music things I thought we could talk about. Yes. Just real quick. We'll get started here. First thing, I know that Jake, you're going to be talking about a protest album later today, but true. probably, in my opinion, anyways, the best protest album of all time turned 50 this past week. Do you know what it was? Uh, Spice World. 
Nope. 50. Um, you have a terrible understanding of time. Um, oh. yeah. What year is it? Yeah. Yeah. That's all yeah. my guesses. I don't have yeah. any other guess. Uh, like okay. a, a Bob Dylan release, something like that? No, not Bob Dylan. Okay. Marvin Gaye's What's Going On turned oh, 50. Man. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's a great Released record. on awesome. 1971 on May 21st. That's pretty wow. crazy. Yeah. I mean, one of the greatest records of all time, but for I, sure. I mean, as far as like protest albums, like, I don't know, might, might be number one. Um, so that's cool. Yeah, uh, that's great. Yeah. And then kind of going down another road that I went, I saw that uh, Ground Was Broken by a bunch of rappers. I can't remember who was all there. I The only name I can remember is Fat Joe, which is amazing. But um, there's going to be a universal hip-hop museum in the Bronx that's opening in 2023. Oh, man. Which is really dope. So, it, And it got like something like over $3 million from like the estate, which is awesome. And obviously they were still looking for like investors and things like that too, to get donations and pump that up. But that'll be really awesome. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's uh UHM, UHHM. Yeah. UHHM.org for people who want to check it out, but it looks dope. And I was like, wow, like about time. That's so cool. Um, that like, there's finally a place to talk about the history of, I think a genre that's still like fighting to, for whatever reason, like gain some sort of validity. <laughs> yeah, no, for uh, sure. I was going to say, are there, because I think, is it on Netflix? There's some history, the history of hip hop. Is that, is there's like good oh, series to watch? What would you guys hip-hop. recommend to like kind of discover that hip hop evolution is the one you're talking about. Oh, okay. That's yeah, right. Yeah. 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 With Shad, great Canadian rapper. Um, Shad is, I think the creator, if I'm not mistaken, but he's definitely the host of uh, hip hop evolution, but definitely if, if you guys just want to learn more about hip hop or you just love music documentaries and stuff like that, like hip hop evolution is like a hundred percent, um, a great place to start. Um, so good. So, so good. But yeah. So anyways, those are two things that I thought were cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Definitely. Definitely. Well, should we get on to, uh, to our first segment here for song? Let's do it. Yeah. What's your segment? All right. Well, everybody, this is uh, the first song. This is Blow Up by The Beaches. Take it away, Lee.
there you go. Well, Woo. everybody, if this is our second podcast, let me give you a brief rundown of what we're doing here. So we have the rotating hosts, our beautiful selves. We'll be reviewing new music from last month, and we just want to bring in, you know, sometimes we have different artists, new artists. Mainly, you know, we try to spread some news about the local, you know, have the local scene because, you know, Canada music, it is something special. We all have our artists First that we love. Cousins. Absolutely. Brothers. <laughs> yeah, far yeah. All over the country. Yeah. But, so there you go. That's the rundown. I'll be helping you out. And we, I, so it was my turn this week. And I chose to do this new EP called Future Lovers. It's by the band The Beaches, a Canadian rock group started in 2007 from right there in Toronto, right here. Uh, three of the four members, of course, grew up there, specifically the East Toronto Waterfront Neighborhood. Uh, they released an album. Yeah. There you go. It's called The Beaches. <laughs> Genius. There you see. That's the play on the name they were thinking ahead. <laughs> yeah. They released an album, uh, Late Show, in 2017, and they have gone on to one, a Juno for Breakthrough Group in 2018. So for this album, at least with that first song there, I was kind of getting... You know, their first album, what I have that I've listened to, it was kind of like a straightforward rock album, you know, thumping bass, driving guitars. I kind of like their sound. I like the punkish style of the guitars and the kind of, uh, you know, dirty production. But this one, for this song, I don't know about you guys, but to me, they were touching into some post-punk, but of that surf rock, you know? Yeah, for sure. Nah, 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 you know? Totally. So, yeah, so a little bit of that. So I think it's them expanding on their sound a little bit. Um, you know, the next song that you're going to hear, it's uh, more of it's a punkish nature. And they have a bit more of like the dirty guitar tone. You know, listeners, I'm thinking uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, Sex Bomb with their fuzzy guitar tone, stuff like that. And even maybe early <laughs> White Stripe stuff, you know, you know, so you're go- So I think the purpose of this EP was for this band to kind of, you know, they, they wanted to touch upon different genres. And the last track, I won't spoil for you. It's more of like a love ballad kind of thing. And they have a lot of keyboards. So they're kind of experimenting with keyboards. So it's got a bit of funk. It's got a bit of punk, some garage rock, post-punk. And if I had to give a final rating, my friends, it would be 8 out of 10 cassette boxes because I would say it's a bit of like an old school feel. But I wanted to hear from uh, my fellow co-hosts. What would you guys have to say about that? What do you think? 8 out of 10 cassette boxes. Good. Yeah. Very yeah. Okay. Very much so. Yeah. I, uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, I just checked out the music video while we were listening, and I don't know if yeah. you guys have seen it. It's, like, super funny. Um, and it kind of made me realize that there's some, like, tones, like some feminism undertones and kind of reading through some of the reviews or some of the descriptions of, of the tracks on this album. That's sort of a, a, a thread that this album falls, which I think is cool because it's, like, very playful very fun and like kind of almost maybe tongue in cheek, like that surf Rocky vibe. Um, but with, you know, some real world experiences from this band that obviously Toronto is like one of the more competitive uh, uh, places to try to make music like maybe in the world. And mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty awesome that they've, you know, this, this, uh, this band is like 
one of freaking Juno, you know, yeah. from the beaches. The so beaches. I, I, I just appreciate what they're doing. I think it's great. I, uh, so I took obviously time to listen to the album before the show when you said that we were going to be highlighting it. And right. the two songs that you, that you have playing, I think definitely highlights <clears throat> their rocker side and maybe some of their influences too. When I was, uh, playing the, uh, album, um, on the speaker here, my partner comes in and she's like, is this the, yeah, yeah, yes. And hey, I, I, I was like, oh. I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. This does like, I can understand why someone would think that for sure. Like it definitely has like that, especially this first song, I think mm-hmm. really like has that like indie rock, like early to mid two thousands, like heyday, like bounce and energy behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and even just like the guitar t- tones, like hundred percent, like give me that. And, uh, and I was like, okay, cool. Like there's, like I, uh, there's like a, maybe a, a wide variety of influences for this band, which is cool. Also the, uh, I read the article that came out, I guess a day or two ago. I can't, can't remember exactly what the date was, but in the Toronto star, which one's the shit sun? Yeah. Star is oh, good. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I read the, the, basically it was, it was a breakdown of this coming out, right? This EP coming out and a little bit more about the band. And right. they had toured with the Stones. They toured with uh, Death From Above, which is like crazy. And then um, they were kind of talking a little bit more about like why they named their album The Beaches or named their band, sorry, The Beaches and how they originally wanted to like work The Beaches in as like a, a part of their name. But then they went to like all these other different bands that already have like beaches in their name. And they're like, well, we can't do that. Well, we can't do that. Can't do that. So like, why don't I just call it The Beaches? Um, and in this EP listening it back. There's so many Toronto references on oh, this. Yeah. Like they, they just like reference the bovine sex club is like one of the ones I can think of right off the top of my head. Uh, there was another like place that they named drop as well. Somerville pool in Mississauga. That was another one. Yeah, there you go. There's another one. So, and I was just like, Oh, like that's sick. Like I love people who like rep the city that they're from hard, regardless of whatever that is. Like, I just think that's so cool to like be like a part of your city through and through almost and like be proud of it and and like love talking about it i think that's just like badass character and like you know think what you will about people like drake for instance but like i really think it does a lot for a city like clearly if uh if you do that and it does a lot for like the people who live there and the people who like connect with your music in a a way so um i love that about the album And, and then for me last point i'll make the very uh, very last song in this album, I think it's called You Don't Owe Me Anything. Am I right about that? Yes, yeah, I think, yep, that's it. It's definitely the most interesting song in the album for me. I just like mm. love the ballad. I love the like simplistic nature of it. I think, I can't remember who's the singer on the on uh, in the band, but I just think her voice sounds like so great on it. And um, just like this whole idea of like, owning like her sexuality and her ability to like sleep with whoever she wants to without having any sort of attachments that have to be connected to a relationship or have to be connected to like, you know, whatever, whatever the standard is that people want to put on people for that. Um, I just think she's owning that in like a really cool way in that song. And, uh, it really stood out as like a, one of the top songs for me on the album anyway. 
I should be doing my due diligence here. Jordan Miller is the bass and the vocalists. Okay, cool. By. Also, it makes it easier. Her sister is the guitar player, Kylie Miller. And they then you started, have, right? yeah, they, yeah, they were the ones that started the band. And then yeah. they had um, Megan Fitchett on the guitar, but was replaced by Neandrela Earls, that is now the keyboard player and the guitarist. And cool. Eliza Emin McDaniel does the drums. There we go. Yeah, dope. Yeah, I mean, she sounds amazing on uh, on that song, and uh, she's like sounds good all throughout it. But just that song, I think, really highlights it well. You um, mentioned you mentioned yeah that they opened for the Rolling Stones, and I actually yeah. also have here that they've opened for the Foo Fighters, and Elton John loves them as well. Hey, so, <laughs> I think they got a lot of cred amongst that is high uh, praise amongst the classic rock. Yeah, so and you want to know what's imagine. cool about that is Elton John actually played Taron Egerton once. And right in the Taron Egerton VH1. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. a double score yeah. for them. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, okay. Awesome. Yeah. I, I thought it was a fun, fun EP for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I only hope we- that, you know, I only hope they do more. I only hope that like, you know, hopefully they get another release and uh, as like a full album. And I look forward to hearing more of their stuff. So rep in toronto well i mean they played at uh again i, I kind of just did like scramble research when i saw yeah. it, i haven't listened to any of their stuff before but they played at the cfl apparently as well i don't know which year but i think it was in hamilton they okay, played right at the cfl so like it like it seems to me like they have like a, a following that's like committed obviously they're getting articles in the in the star like not oh, every yeah. band in toronto gets that right um and I don't know. Like, I, I think they have something obviously that people connect with and I'm not sure. Like, what is it? Is it like that? They have, that's a great question. Yeah. Like genre influence. That's so wide and it varies. So it can connect with many people. Is it because they rep Toronto so hard? Is it because, yeah, they really like push this feminist like agenda, which is awesome. Or like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, what is it? What, what do you I think is probably, the it's probably all the above. Yeah. 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 But like, I guess what I'm asking is like, what do you, what well yeah maybe maybe it is all because that's that's not easy to do like combining all of those elements and you know having it sound like a polished because it's also like that you know that uh this type of music it's 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 hard for to make it sound really good like it's Mm -hmm. easy to be in like a surf band you know or like post-punk band that like isn't very good well that's what i'm saying like the breakthrough part of that yeah yeah i think comes from you know, I don't know how long they've been around, but I would guess a, a while. Um, and 2007. Yeah, 2007. 2007 is what yeah, I so That's longer than a lot of Toronto bands. Yeah. Um, sure. And just working their freaking asses off to create something awesome. Yeah, for sure. Do they? So, Hunter, do they have any full lengths? Or they do. Yes. Uh, Late show was the release in 2017, and it had songs like "Money." and t-shirt you probably heard it on the radio um and that has gone uh canadian gold uh, the oh. song money there you go is like, that yeah. what the juno was for pardon me sorry is that what the juno was for or did no you said best new artist oh uh, yeah best new artist was the juno for 2018 yeah, yeah. so they yeah. have um i think you know what you were saying about maybe why they're the, why they break through and i think yeah it's a combination of all those things what jake was saying uh, encompasses all of them but i guess i know that 
the, well, maybe this dates me a little bit, but the uh, production wise with maybe like the not so polished guitar, like I can hear the pick scrapes and stuff like that. Yeah. That has mm-hmm. like a little novelty, at least for myself. So I'm like, Ooh, what is this? Like, what are the, what is like this old school, like punkish band? What are they, what are, you know, they're wowing me. So yeah. that's what, at least what I kind of see in them. And then and the, maybe they just also have a catchy chorus, catchy chorus, catchy, uh, catchy riffs. So I can't really complain there. Right. Right. It's undeniable. Have you, uh, do you guys, or have you guys ever listened to Teenage Head? Rings a bell. I think so. I think I have. Yeah. Okay. Teenage Head, like punk rock group from Hamilton. They were like really big in like the eighties. Like, I I know that I said earlier, like my partner said, yeah, yeah, yeah. is when they first heard this, but Mm -hmm. there were just moments when I was listening to this EP where I was like, like, I feel like they were listening to Teenage Head when they were making this or like someone in the band, like knows who they are and was like, Oh, like I like this and this about it. And then like the connection with them wearing like tie cats jerseys while performing at the CFL. Right. Break up or whatever. I was like, "Ah, I feel like they're teenage. Head. Are are, are the tie cats a team? Uh, (laughs) yes. Yes. In the CFL, that's the, uh, the Canadian football league football league. Yep. Really, yep. really good. Batten yep. a million right now. Nice. That's sports reference. Sick. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. We got the Stampeders over here. Yeah. I think yeah, that's you do. the name of every team in Calgary. Yep. <laughs> the hockey team, the lacrosse team. That one Stampeders. song that made sweet, that band that made sweet, sweet city, city woman. woman. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a banger. So that's an amazing song. That should be a combat rock track for sure. No, it's a good so one. Good. It's a good one. Mandolin at the beginning of that song. Yeah. Ding 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 ding. ding. Or yeah. is it just like a? Oh no! You know what it is? It's a banjo. <laughs> oh, you're scrugging it. Of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. I'm bringing up Teenage Head. You're like yet another like I think great like kind of punkish rockish group um from canada but influential and i just wonder if if yeah if they if they would say that was an influence for this album or not because i definitely had that feeling um anyways i i really liked it i thought it was good and um and i'm excited to see where they go for sure like you're saying hunter like where it expands to yeah well well i guess we'll just have to wait and see yeah well we got the other song for you we're gonna be playing bad behavior by the beaches
And there you have it. The beaches. Really fun. With Future Lovers EP. Yeah. You know, I like that little, you know, the riff, the riff writing to me, very simple. Got that dirty guitar tone. It sounds a little mean, a little dirty. Classic rock. I think they're going to be the next thing for the modern era. Really nice. excited to see what they do. Nice. Yeah. I'm like, go Great. listen to Teenage <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that. I, I wrote it down, Lee. I've got it written down, so I'm going to definitely check them out. And I got to also, um, your partner has great taste listening to Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's, so I'll probably listen yeah. to them as well. Yeah, like I, like I just, it's like a new age of uh, of like that punk rock. And I'm just, yeah, excited to see where it goes for sure. It's awesome. All right. Well, time to move on to our first ad read. Now, this next company, Koa, spelled K-O-A, is the only skincare brand guaranteed to get your complexion glowing as if you weren't just inside all last year dodging coronavirus. It's guaranteed to fill your DMs with people wondering, oh, how your skin got oh so smooth. I can honestly say I've been using it for a month and my DMs are completely slammed full of people who want to know my secret. Koa is formulated and manufactured right here in Toronto using premium plant-based and natural ingredients. You just can't get this type of quality at the price point anymore. Plus, they have a variety of products that are suitable for people of all skin types. Go check them out at www.shopcoa.ca or follow them on social media at shopcoa.ca. Yeah, Hunter, your skin looks amazing, dude. Oh, thanks, man. You know, that and appropriate amount of sunlight because I burn so easily. So yeah, that's <laughs> why winter, 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 winter and fall are my favorite uh, seasons. Yeah. And so, sorry about slamming your DM so much, dude. I just wanted to know. Yeah. Oh, Jake, that's okay, man. Always. Jake, always. It's not okay, man. We've talked about this. All right? You can't just, slam DMs whenever you feel like anymore. All right. I just, you know, it's 2 a.m. <laughs> I'm checking out Hunter's profile, and I'm like, where? <laughs> There's a code now, man. There's a code. You can't just slam a DM. All right. Slam uh, anytime, Jake. I really appreciate it. And speaking of Jake, Mr. Sweetheart, you have the spicy staple. <laughs> now, what is the spicy staple? It is a special album that is very important to one of us, either emotionally or just musicality, or you have it on repeat. So, Jake, what have you brought this, for this yeah, week? This is all of the above. You know, every once in a while, an album shows up in my life that um, kind of grabs my brain and just shakes it so hard and screams at me like, "Wake up!" Um, and Wake up, sheeple! Exactly. I'm yeah. DMs. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and it slams my mental DMs. Um, yeah. And this, this, you know, such an album um, hadn't really come across my desk in a couple of years. Um, when did Jesus come out? Twenty fourteen. So it had been a couple of years. Fourteen. Don't disrespect. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> and then out of seemingly out of, you know, the astral plane came uh, the album Hopelessness by Anani. Um, it dropped in. I'm pretty sure it was May of uh, uh, 2016. Um, and it really was everything that I kind of didn't realize I'd been waiting for. Um it's an album that combines uh, what is like this incredibly uh, soulful and angelic voice that is the voice of Anoni with uh, uh, some experimental um, like electronic dance beats from two incredible uh, uh, beat makers, uh, One O Tricks Point Never and Hudson Mohawk. And 
the result, this album is something totally different, totally new, totally unexpected. Um, and I want to get into it. I'll, I'll start by maybe just talking a little bit about the two uh, sort of producers on the album, starting with One O Tricks Point Never, which is such a weird name. Um, I looked it up. It's apparently a play on a radio station in the Bronx. Uh, the radio station is 106.7. So there you have it, One O Tricks Point Never, a.k.a. Uh, Daniel Lopatin. I probably butchered the pronunciation. Um, he's from Brooklyn. Uh, his compositions have appeared on albums from The Weeknd, FKA Twigs, many others. He's also scored a number of uh, movies, including an incredible score for the movie Uncut Gems, which is probably the only Adam Sandler movie that I don't detest. So that's good. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you ever seen Murder Mystery? Netflix original? <laughs> You know, I can't say I have. Give it a try, huh? Give it a try. Okay. Oh, you got Name it. Good. Like that, good. Huh? Yeah? No. Well, who else is? <laughs> no, okay. Um, no, what, yeah. Un- what was the other? Oh, I cried during Click. There you go. Watch Click. <laughs> click actually, good. Yeah. actually, I can get down with some Click once in yeah. a while. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. what? He doesn't get younger again? He's just going to die here in the rain? Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, it is dramatic. And um, who else is in that? What's her name from Kate Beckinsale? She's good. She's not in enough stuff. She's his wife. She's uh, from uh, Underworld. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the the vampire in Underworld. I know Kate Beckinsale from Underworld, but I didn't know she was in Click. But you're right. I'm pretty sure that's her, right? I think so, yeah. It is. Yep. Christoph, Christopher Walken. There we go. That's it. Christopher, sorry? Christopher Walken. (laughs) Are you saying Walken? No, no, Chris, Walken. You might be hearing something different than what I'm saying. Have you considered that? Have you considered the problem? Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, my apologies. Oh, sorry. We can, yeah, we can move on. It's all good. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so, yeah, so he scored these movies. Uh, his uh, solo work, I checked a little bit of it out. Um, I would describe it as haunting, uh, very spacey, uh, very circuit bendy. And I encourage listener to check out uh, the track No Nightmares from 103 Point Never. It's very neat stuff. Um, the other uh, producer is Hudson Mohawk, a.k.a. Ross Burchard, which I uh, hope I'm getting that right. <laughs> Who's from Glasgow, <gasps> from Scotland. Neat. He's worked with uh, uh, tons of artists, Pusha T, Drake, ASAP Rocky. He's also signed to Good Music. Um, he contributed to Yeezus, uh, which is probably why I love him. Uh, the Guardian described his sound as, quote, a vivid psychedelic melange of Jay Dilla-esque hip-hop, space age R&B, bass boom, and old school rave euphoria, garnished with effervescent FX from unexpected sources. So... Wow. There you go. This is, these are two really exciting musicians. Uh, and they partnered up with the one and only Anoni, who is incredible in her own right. Um, born in Cheshire, England. Uh, raised in San Francisco, but based out of New York. Uh, she's worked with tons and tons of artists from sort of across many genres, including Lou Reed, Bjork, Yoko Ono. Um, her and uh, Bryce Dessner of The National 
did a track for the album Dark Was the Night. They covered Bob Dylan's I Was Young When I Left Home. It's probably the best version of that song that's out there. Um, she's worked with so many other people. Uh, she is also the uh, formerly the uh, front of the chamber pop band Antony and the Johnsons, who have like a really impressive uh, discography of music. Um, you should check that out as well because it's just great stuff. Um, she's also the first trans person ever to be nominated an Oscar um, for her track Manta Ray from the documentary Racing Extinction. Um, that track is awesome. Uh, she kind of famously declined to attend the Oscars. And uh, there's an essay that she wrote and published on why. And I just pulled a little excerpt from it because it's just such a badass piece of writing. So I just I, I pulled a paragraph that I want to read to you guys because it's 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 mind blowing. So she says, quote, I've decided not to attend the Academy Awards this year. I will not be lulled into submission with a few more well-manufactured feel-good ballads and a bit of good old-fashioned TNA. They are going to try to convince us that they have our best interests at heart by waving flags for identity politics and fake moral issues. But don't forget that many of these celebrities are the trophies of billionaire corporations whose only intention is to manipulate you into giving you your consent and the last of your money. They've been paid to do a little tap dance to occupy you while Rome burns. These are the last days of the great American fake out sponsored by ExxonMobil, Walmart, Amazon, Google, and Philip Morris. America, a country that is no longer contained by physical borders, aspires only for more power and control. I want to maximize my usefulness and advocate for the preservation of biodiversity and the pursuit of human decency within my sphere of influence. If that's not the most rock and roll thing ever, yeah. then I don't even know. Um, and hopelessness kind of really reflects that position. Um, it begins with a track titled Drone Bomb Me. Banger. Written, banger track written uh, from the perspective of a seven-year-old girl whose family has been killed in a drone strike. So. It demands that you, yeah, man, wow, really kind of take some a moment to think about the implications of, you know, uh, 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 drone weaponry. Um, another track on there, track three, it's called "Watch Me." Pitchfork called it the most sensual piece of musical surveillance art, which I think is hilarious and also accurate. Um, it's sort of a critique on like surveillance policing. Um, that is obviously, as we know, kind of happening in unprecedented ways to unprecedented numbers of people all the time. This album overall, you know, kind of just feels more relevant now than it did in 2016 somehow. And, you know, against all odds, it, it kind of comes across as hopeful rather than just bleak. And that probably has something to do with the earnestness and sincerity with which Anoni sings the lyrics. Um, the, the, the song that I chose to listen to for this A Spicy Staple um, is called Crisis. It comes near the conclusion of the album uh, where Anoni seems to acknowledge the role she and therefore we all play in facilitating and perpetuating environmental and human destruction 
at the hands of governments and corporations. I'm so excited to share it with you guys. Let's check it out. Crisis If I killed your father the drone bomb How would you feel Crisis If I killed your mother With the drone bomb
Whoa. Yeah. Booyah. That song is so good. <laughs> that, I mean, the whole album. The whole album is amazing. I, uh, I'm so glad that you did this album. I mean, we kind of said it at the top of the show, too, with uh, Marvin Gaye's protest album. This is a protest album. like 100%. F- like full-fledged in like such a cool way, targeting so many cool things. Obviously, Drone Bomb Me, I think, is the one that probably... Sorry, mm-hmm. Drone Bomb Me is the one that probably has been talked about the most. It's also, like, the first song in the album, so it yeah. like, quite literally, like, punches you in the face um, with how it's going to go. It sets the tone for the whole album, and it's so good. And you talked about the production by... Um, one oh uh oh I'm going to fuck this up. Say it again. I've tried to say this name it a million times. It actually helps if you think 106.7. One oh tricks point never. One oh tricks point no. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> one oh tricks point never. Nailed it. Um, and Hudson Mohawk, their production is so good on this. And just in that yeah, song totally. alone, you get the best parts of it's like, is it of both? Um, yeah, is it a is it a saxophone or is it a synth? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, well, well like even the, you mentioned Hudson Mohawk's uh participation in Jesus. Hudson Mohawk is responsible for the horns on Blood on the Leaves. That's one of wow. his, like, in my opinion, like cream of the crop moments in music. It was originally a song that he made with uh, another DJ called Lunis, who they formed tonight, which is the sample that Kanye chose for that. But there was some extra programming that Hudson Mohawk did on that album. And those horns are like so important to that album and ties so many things totally. that together. Iconic. You can hear that same sort of thumping, like maybe not the exact same as those horns, but you get the, the point I'm trying to say. Like the, the crescendos yeah. of so many songs on this album come in the form of like percussion like that. Um, yeah, right. Anyways, I just think it's dope. It's a it's such a cool like blend of three kind of music masterminds. <laughs> totally. Yeah. You, you, you wouldn't think that it would come out the way that it did. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's so much better than I think I, I would have guessed had I, you know, listened to that much Anthony and, and the Johnsons or that much Hodges Mohawk or Wano Tricks. Um and the three of them together just made something totally unique. And mm-hmm. uh, am I supposed to rate this? Uh, I mean, yeah, if you want. Well, I would rate it 10 out of 10 uh, return to sender Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want your wow. Oscars. Get out of here. Academy. A 10 out of That's 10. Funny. I've never heard this artist until now, Jake. And I, uh, what I want to say is, her voice is like so, like, like hauntingly beautiful. You know, totally. I, I just really sets a mood. And I was actually very interested by the cover. And I don't really know what to make of the cover. I was going to say, what's your interpretation of the cover of the album art? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I think. I mean, I didn't really look that much into it, um, but I think it's like a. Uh, two images of Anoni superimposed. And it just kind of makes this creepy, kind of beautiful, ghostly thing. Very ghostly face, I would say. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Something uh, you said earlier, Jake, I wasn't sure if you were saying it about Anoni or not, though. I can't remember now. But 
Uh, I think you you said it either way, and I think it, it's a perfect way to describe the album. If I had to use one word, which is haunting, um, mm-hmm. like the entire time, like you're at least for me, I think you're competing between like fully submersing yourself and like the beauty of the voice that you're hearing, like gliding over these like kind of intricate beats and like you know all these different like influences of that. But it's also like scary because a lot of the mm-hmm. yeah that she's singing about is scary like um i think like like maybe not like jump out at you like oh scary but like i think it's just tough to think about um some of those things and uh yeah it's kind of the exact when we were talking about last week with benny sings it's almost the exact opposite type of album right where it's like you're if you're gonna turn on the album you're forced to um I don't know, to, to not just be a passenger with the content, but to fully like partake in it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it gives you pause for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I love this album. It's so good. Thrilled you that. Also, have you checked out the, uh, it's on streaming services now apparently, but the cover that's kind of like gone re-viral again of Anoni doing um, Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive, like in a, in a New York club in like the 90s. Oh, no, I haven't seen yeah, that. Apparently it's really, really good. I haven't, haven't uh, watched the video yet, but it's... Uh, Gotta watch that. Yeah, apparently. There's also apparently a Beyonce cover out there somewhere really? that she does. Yeah. It's tight. Yeah. That I haven't found, but... Uh, yeah, I just I'm just thinking like, what is Anoni's "I Will Survive" like? <laughs> Whoa! Uh, yeah, doesn't sure. sound like disco. Um, but uh, yeah, that's awesome, Jake. Well done. Well done, my friend. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we should move on to our final segment. Everybody, this is Combat Rock. The lovely show where we pit two songs against one another. It was the 1975 versus Pup last week, and I was told that maybe one or two or three votes away, and I lost. Yeah, it. The oh. final count uh, had Pup winning by two, and uh, the the um, big kicker here is that uh, we got a tie on Twitter. So we did two polls, I guess, daily polls on Instagram. So I don't know if people double voted. That's the kicker. So there's an asterisk to this. Hunter, you could be enraged right now and no one would fault you. Hmm. Yeah, let me just double check because the the Instagram one is actually still technically up. So I'll see if there's been any change. Okay. So hold on, everyone. Stay tuned right now. So I've got seven for a- Pup, four for 1975. Okay. Ah. So it's three. The final total is three. Wow. It just grows. Jeez. The distance grows between the two. And if I were you, Hunter, I would be throwing a fit right now. I'd be flipping tables. Oh, you you don't understand, Lee. I'm holding all my rage <laughs> within me. So I can super say an outside when after we've been... Well, here's the thing, too, that I think is important. Yes. Uh, just for people to know, if you want to be a, a part of that esteemed selection process, as we said, you can hit us up on Twitter, you can hit us up on Instagram, both at Serve and Sonic. So that's where you can find us at both of those. And we will be looking for fans to help uh, with 
uh, selecting a payoff for the losers of Combat Rock, like we were talking about, um, and what could lo- that look like? I guess exactly. Listener at Servant Sonic, we put you in the driver's seat. You, we put you. Um, so, what could that look like? Here's some suggestions, perhaps a classic wedgie. Right? I don't like Not that at all. A high school bully, swirly. Uh, okay. Right? Yeah. Or I could I could give somebody a swirly. Yeah. Or <laughs> eating an entire bowl of rice krispies, probably the worst cereal on earth. <laughs> no milk. <laughs> really, anything could happen. Yeah, no wild that. guys can't be tamed. Can't be tamed. Um, but anyways, yeah, like Hunter was saying, it was uh, Hunter and, and Jake from last week. Um, so Jake won. Damn. So now we have the battle of Lee introducing a song. Lee, what do you have for I'm us? I'm going to go first? Okay. Um, so, okay, here's the deal. I get it. Um Rap isn't what it used to be, right? Hip-hop's not what it used to be. What happened to the Macklemores, right? The Lonely Island, <laughs> the Ed Sheerans, um, the real game-changers that were breaking new ground, <laughs> right? Well, luckily for you fools, I have exactly what you need. Enter Cadence Weapon, one of Canada's most creative artists, originally from Edmonton, Jake. That's kind of close to you. But now living in Toronto, Cadence Weapon has been a highly celebrated artist for a while now. He's been shortlisted uh, for the Polaris Music Prize. Not once, no, but twice. And he was longlisted once as well. He was even Edmonton's official poet laureate for two whole years. Pretty cool. His latest album, Parallel World, will almost certainly be adding to that list next year. The album features appearances by other exciting Canadian artists like Jacques Green and Backwash, who was actually last year's Polaris Prize winner. But the song I'm playing today is Play No Games. It perfectly showcases Cadence Weapons, Cadence Weapons' lyrical abilities as he expertly finesses his way over the glitchy, electronic-like beat. But it also highlights another Canadian act, which is all we're, what we're all about here at Servant Sonic, Koreatown Acid, who is the DJ slash producer responsible for the bouncy beat. Honestly, folks, I want you just to fucking enjoy this. Okay? Got me curious. Vibe. Yo. KTA, yeah, we go all day, yeah. From the future, when I was a youth, now I feel well suited. You can say Taylor, don't accept failure, don't expect shit, but my check in the mail. Rock chain mail, I don't need no vest. My divest is disrespect. I invest, watch you gain interest, and I lose interest. Got me like, what's next? What's next? What's next? Yeah, what's next? Living in the past, now you can't program. All right, that's 30 seconds right there. There we go. And now, audience, I forgot to mention that the winner will stay on for Combat Rock. So, Jake, the reigning champion, what do you have for your second song for? this second week right um okay today we've got uh, a new track from local toronto artist maddie of bad bad not good fame uh, i believe he was the key or is or was the keyboardist uh, uh he's not in the band anymore. he's not in the band anymore he's he's gone solo uh you know bad bad not good is one of those groups that came out of toronto uh kind of 
had an incredible amount of success creating great music. They worked with like Kendrick Lamar, um, many others, uh, Tyler, the creator as well. And, and apparently, according to Wikipedia, um, Maddie uh, became really kind of tired and depressed, uh, you know, touring all the time and with all the fame. Mm. So he went out solo, released a great album called Deja Vu and has since been releasing single after single of really cool, interesting music. This track from him is brand new. It's called Algorithm Blues. Let's go. That's 30 seconds right there. Boom. And there you go, audience. So please hit us up on our Twitter, at Servant Sonic, Instagram of the same name, and go vote there now. Wow. I uh, I will say this. At Servant yes. Sonic, it's, I don't think it's uh, news because it's who we are as people, and I think we wear that pretty pretty plain and proud. But we like to pit friends against each other for our own enjoyment, yeah. and that's really what this segment is all about. Right. Yes. This is real. Dirty. Yeah. Dirty. Raw. This is no gloves, folks. No gloves at all. This is just bare knuckle boxing. Yeah. Full nude boxing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I wish you a lot of luck, Jake. Thanks. Um, I don't think I'll need it. uh, You're going to need it. Yeah. See what the people say. Won't need it. A man makes his own luck. Interesting is what I say. You sound like oh. you sound. Well, I mean, is that what you say or is that what Harvey Dent says? Your second <laughs> copycat. <laughs> Batman. Yeah, pretty sure Harvey Dent said that first, but uh, OK. Then. Um, but no, yeah, I, I have a solid show, guys. Solid show. I uh, I loved hearing the, the artists that we brought this week. A, a different flavor than last week, which was nice. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> i did too i did too i loved it yeah yeah me as well yeah so that's yeah more, more yeah no i uh i what i am very excited for is to see what songs like types of songs keep winning for combat rock because i think yes yeah, that's yeah yeah i thought that it was going to be the 1975 because they just have a bigger following like their bigger band so i was like ah, oh, 1975 is probably gonna win last week but when they didn't pull out the victory i was like oh ho, ho. excuse you me yeah that's what i said well correct me correct me correct me if my, i'm wrong here but i feel like toronto's got like a very passionate for the local scene it's a lot of passion yeah a lot of passion definitely and maddie is yet another that. local artist so we'll see what happens so it's gaden's weapon so there you go Next time you want to talk shit, why don't you read, read, <laughs> read about it first? Well, how about that? We'll see. Okay. Well, guys, go vote. Uh, don't vote for Jake's. And uh, if Jake's wins, then I'm getting wedgied, swirlied, and I have to eat a full <laughs> bowl of rice. And I don't want that. So please vote for mine. If you want, you if you want to see Lee get wedgied, swirlied, and have to eat a full bowl of Rice Krispies, vote no. for Maddie. Wait, did I forget to mention 
full bowl of Rice Krispies, dry, no milk, <laughs> not a lick of it, not even water. Could you imagine such a thing? Well, the joke's on you Ooh. because I like my cereal dry, so. Oh, <laughs> shit. I put it in the bowl to then take handfuls of it dry. Yep, that's it. <laughs> He's an animal. Wow. <laughs> I, uh, you wonder what I just bought recently, actually, um, yeah. which I shouldn't have, um, was Pop-Tarts. Wow. Mm. Speaking of breakfast, delicious breakfast foods. Are we still recording? Oh, yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> for sure for sure yeah thought it was worth getting the pop tarts yeah, part in maybe they'll send us the, the, yeah. the bonus the bonus sweet hour where we talk about the the best uh sweet yeah the final maybe i actually bought next uh, well, well actually i bought twinkies recently because i saw zombie land and oh shit like, and twinkies are delicious am i wrong crazy yeah they <laughs> are they're, 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 they're nuts they're crazy food <laughs> They're nuts. Um, but, uh, w- okay, important question about Pop-Tarts before I dip. And, yes, it's, I think, something that is is divisive from what I've under, how I've, ever, anyways, experienced it. Mm-hmm. Do you guys pop your tarts? Do you throw them in a toaster or do you just eat them raw? 100% toasted. Oh, I'm raw. Eat them raw. <laughs> oh, my God. That is raw. <laughs> Set up another Instagram poll. That is incorrect. That's a, yeah, that's a poll. Do you want now. them popped? Do you want your tarts popped or do you want them raw? I can tell you, it's going to be wild. It's going to be a wild one. Maybe closer than even uh, Pup versus 1975. So I like to hear people like why, like the debate as well. Like what are the debating points? Like why, like why would you have it toasted versus not? Because it's hot and, and, and delicious. <laughs> And you get yeah, the magma goo. Non-toasted, you can just have the yeah, but non-toasted is still like a refreshing sweet taste. Yeah, yeah. guys. <laughs> guys, we we uh we've already done the show. We can't get into a whole another segment here. Um but yeah, no, guys, I uh I would say great job, both awesome reviews. Can't wait to see what is uh, next in store. Please follow us on all our social medias, like we've said already um hit us up give us suggestions of what you would like to hear give us feedback we're always looking for feedback and uh if you're a business owner and you want to hear your shit on here let us know and uh we'll chat we'll chit chat how about that like comment subscribe like comment and subscribe yeah all those things yeah well don't comment if it's mean don't do that then but like and subscribe unless it's about don't tell us oh okay just kidding Oh, <laughs> sweetheart, he always gets you back. He always gets you back with the sweetheart remark. All right. Good night, folks. Hope you're having a lovely Tuesday. Goodbye. Take care.